Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is... To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Let me tell you about our special guest tonight, a certified court interpreter and Chinese translator in Los Angeles. Samuel Chong was instrumental in arranging for the Chinese publication of Michel de Marquet's book, The The Uba Prophecy. And we're going to talk about that name in a moment. He has translated the book. 334% 334% Lies, the Revelation of H.M. versus Stull, an autobiography of the high master of the chair of a secret society that was started in Germany. And here he describes his original life-changing encounter with Desmarquet's book, prompting him to make the journey twice to Vietnam in order to meet Desmarquet. This resulted in a close working relationship that eventually led to the Chinese publication. Samuel, welcome to the program, and thank you for the note you included in the book when you sent it to us. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Tell me how you got interested in Michel de Marquet and his book, The Uba Prophecy. Yes, I was uh, always interested in learning more and more from people who have the best knowledge. And I wanted to take the shortcut and to learn from ETs or uh, people from other planets that have uh, advanced uh, civilizations so that we can take the shortcut to advance much faster technologically and also uh, to advance faster as a civilization. So I was uh, actively searching for information from ET contactees. So in 2014, I was um, uh, searching online on Amazon looking for books like that, and I accidentally found this book. Uh, Theoba Prophecy. What is that name? What does that mean? Theoba is the name of the planet in which the author was taken to, uh-huh. where he, sp- he spent nine days on the planet and then came back. Okay, so you found that, and by that time, was, was Michel, had he passed on, or had he not died yet? He, he had not died yet. Uh, he died, uh, he passed away in 2018, uh, just a few months um, um, after I visited him for the second time. 
he missed all the COVID situation, didn't he? <laughs> That's right. He was fortunate. And actually, he was looking forward to uh, pass on to his uh, next life because he learned about reincarnation. What did you think of him, Samuel, when you met him? Well, I believe that he was uh, certainly a sharp-minded person, uh, very, very active in terms of uh, like um, doing his own things, like gardening. He was planting a lot of vegetables and also fruits in Vietnam. And he wasn't really interested in uh, the technologies. He didn't know how to type computers on computers. He didn't know how to um, like um, explain a lot of scientific concepts. But uh, he was uh, really, he, he seemed to have a very good memory, and he was able to uh, tell a lot of things that happened to him. Tell us his story, Samuel. Okay, um, he uh, woke, he woke up in the middle of the night for no reason, and then he um, wrote a note saying that it will be gone for 10 days or so. There's, no, there's absolutely no need to worry about me. And he left a note to his wife. And then he was lifted up to, in the air and then taken to uh, a parallel universe before he was taken into the spaceship of the ETs. And then he was um, brought into um, their planet. And then he, on the way there, because there are so many hours passed on, he, he was told a lot of uh, things about the history of the Earth and many other interesting um, paranormal things. Let me tell folks a little bit about Michel. He was born in Normandy, France in 1931, joined the French Army after finishing high school, spent eight years in the French Equatorial Africa. After leaving the Army, he worked in different jobs, from plantation management and gardening in Africa to various sales jobs in France. Back in 1972, he moved to Australia, where he built his house and property, where this historic contact with extraterrestrials took place. He seems like a pretty normal guy, Samuel. Yes, he is a very normal guy. He speaks English with, with a very thick French accent. And uh, he, uh, he is a really regular person, just like a normal guy. Did you believe the story that he told you? Um, when I read the book, uh, halfway through the book, I thought it was just a, another E.T. contactee book. But then the more I read into it, the more I find out that there are a lot of... Um, uh, specific verifiable facts in the book that made me really believe in his story. So I, I did a lot of research on the facts explained in the book. Tell us about this planet, Theuba, and where it's located in, the, in our galaxy, I assume. Yes, it is in our galaxy, but the exact location is not is disclosed by the author. And it is a Category 9-level uh, planet, we are on a category one planet, which is the lowest level. So we are like uh, elementary school students trying mm. to learn the basics. And they're like um, PhD students, our PhD uh, masters. They're trying to guide us and trying to show us the concepts in order how to survive, how to live on Earth. Why did they abduct him? The reason is that uh, they believe that we are in a very critical era, critical period of time, in which they like to help us to move to the right direction. They think that we are on a cross point uh, in a critical moment of time, that if uh, we go to the wrong path, then there's going to be uh, very disastrous things that's going to happen. So they want to help the people who are open-minded uh, to help us to lead to the 
to the right spiritual direction. When uh, when he was talking to you and in his book, uh, Theuba Prophecy, The Golden Planet, the golden planet, I assume, is that planet, right? Why do they call it the golden planet? Because uh, before he landed on a planet, he saw a golden mist surrounding the planet. So it's very, very shining, and the light is very bright. Actually, when he landed on a planet, he had to wear uh, a facial mask, like uh, sunglasses, to filter out the light because the colors and the lights were so strong that he couldn't uh, really bear with uh, the, the lights. When they brought him back after these nine days, did he have family here? Did he have to tell them what happened to himself? Yes, he had uh, a wife, he had two children, and he uh, told them what happened to him. His son, Peter de Marquet, believed him. His wife and his wife uh, still doesn't believe him. And uh, after he wrote the book, um, a lot of people uh, believed him. And in China, I believe the number is 70%, 70% of the people believed uh, what happened to him as uh, a true story, even though the book was published in China as science fiction. Did his wife think that he left the town for about nine days or something? Uh, he thought, she thought, his wife thought that he had an affair with yeah. another woman. Yeah. Uh, which, is, which is, I guess, normal to assume. Yes, it's very normal to assume, but what strikes me is that the uh, specific verifiable details contained in the book that maybe really made me really believe that uh, he's telling the true story. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Why did they pick him, Samuel, and have they picked others on this planet? Well, uh, they say that they picked him because he is a man of action. And also, more importantly, he's a man who has uh, lived previous 80 lives. So right now, he, he was on his uh, 81st life. So according to them, only people who 
lived like 81 lives could go and visit their planet for nine days and then come back. Uh, he couldn't stay on their planet for one more day because um, he would have died. He would have died? What do you mean he would have died? Why? Uh, according to them, that there is a universal law that's very strict and uh, unbending. Um, we are supposed to live on Category 1 planet for a reason, because we need to learn. And they live on Category 9 planet because they also have a role to play in the universe. Sure. Um, we cannot really cross the border, cross the boundary, and go jump to another planet, uh, another category of planet. Uh, it's just a universal law, an unbending law. So they were not supposed to take him? Uh, well, they took him on their planet and then sent him back. Uh, and after he got back, he was really depressed because he was shown basically like a heaven, like a paradise. Sure. And yeah. then he was told that he didn't belong there. And he had to come back to write a book and to report everything happened to him. Did, did they want him to write the book? Yes, they ordered, they ordered, instructed him to write a book. They wanted to get this information out, which we'll get into uh, in a moment here, Samuel, in terms of what's in it and what's why we call it prophecy, uh, to be sure. But uh, when he died, did he die um, of natural causes? What happened? He had, he had uh, hemorrhage you know, on his stomach, and he passed away in a hospital in Vietnam. And there was nothing the ETs could do to save him? Well, he actually was looking forward to die because he knew that after his physical body dies, his um, uh, spiritual or astral body would go on to, to another planet to, to live, to be reincarnated. So he's probably in 82 times by now, huh? That's correct, exactly. Have you ever seen these ETs in question? No, I have not. Uh, it's very interesting that uh, you ask this. I'm actually not uh, looking forward to meeting them because uh, I know I have a role to play in life, and I know they're, they're going to sooner or later come and, 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 and show up to us, and, and, but it's going to be something that um, when we are ready, they're going to show up. Did Michelle ever describe what they look like, Samuel? Yes, they're eight or nine foot tall, Hermaphrodites, uh, that's like a body with um, male and female genitals. And also they are extremely beautiful, pretty looking. They look like a woman, a wom woman. and they have blonde hair. Uh, they're really loving people. And uh, they speak, uh, they can communicate uh, telepathically, and they can speak all the languages in the world that we know of. What is their interest with this planet? They are really interested in guiding us to let us know what uh, is important in life. Uh, they actually have, have helped us in the past, in ancient history. Like a lot of the stories in the Bible um, were according to the book um, um, due to their involvement, such as the Sodom and Gomorrah, the destruction of the two cities, and uh, Moses uh, leading the Hebrews out of Egypt and also uh, the birth of Jesus Christ. So they have actually have been involved in our um, activities throughout history, including World War II. Uh, according to them, they prevented Germany from being the first country developing the atomic bomb. In other words, uh, they sided with the United States. And they came very close to getting the bomb before us, too. And had they done that, they could have changed the face of the planet. That's correct. 
So they were actually helping us. The ETs were helping us. Now, they talked about the Great Pyramid. They know how it was constructed, don't they? Yes, they knew, and they knew exactly how they were constructed. The Great Pyramid of Egypt was actually constructed 17,000 years ago by a person named Thoth from Atlantis. So back then, there was uh, still Atlantis, the continent that um, hadn't sunk yet. And Thoth um, was a learned person, and he used anti-gravitational technologies to build a pyramid. And they, they cut the stones in a precise manner using what they call supersonic vibrational systems. And there were also technologies from Atlantis and Lemuria. That's interesting. Now, the Theuba prophecy, what is the prophecy portion of this title? Well, it's really a misnomer. There is no prophecy contained in the book, ah. not in this book. So I, really I, couldn't f- I couldn't find it. I was wondering, why is it called Theuba prophecy? It's probably just to catch people's attention. Uh, a person named Tom, Tom Chuckle named it uh, Theoba Prophecy, and he probably wanted people to, uh, to, 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 pay, to pay attention to this book. Because uh, it used to be called Abduction to the Ninth Planet, right? Yes, that's correct. So that's interesting. Okay, so it's Yes. A... It is actually a book of warnings, a warning to the people on Earth. Now tell me, what did they say about Jesus Christ, these ETs? They say that the uh, Jesus and Christ, there were actually two beings. Uh, Jesus, born out of Virgin Mary, uh, was the person who really uh, went to India and died in Japan. And Jesus, the person born out of Virgin Mary, couldn't perform miracles. This is why in the Bible, you only see Jesus performing miracles after the age of 30. Uh, Christ, on the other hand, is actually an ET, uh, a theoban, that transformed itself to the look and the appearance of Jesus. And, and the ET, because it's actually an ET, so the theoban, the, the Christ, could actually perform miracles. And they did this way is to catch people's attention so that uh, the Jesus born out of Virgin Mary could be believed to be the Messiah. And then Christ, who could perform miracles, could show that um, he was someone so special that he that people should follow his teachings, and actually the reason that they sent Jesus Christ uh, to Earth was to teach the uh, spirituality and love, unconditional love and spirituality, and Jesus Christ died on the cross and resurrected three days after, and they did this because they want to show the people at that time that there was life after death. And then there's reincarnation. And, but you say he died in Shingo Village, Japan. Yes, the Jesus who was born out of Virgin Mary died in Shingo Village, Japan. Remember, this book was published in the in the late 80s, and there was no internet at that time. And Michel Demarquet, as a landscaper, and he never traveled to Japan, and he couldn't have known that there was a tomb of Jesus Christ in Shingo Village, Japan. And there is a very detailed description in the book about the tomb of Jesus Christ in Shingo Village, Japan. Is there a tomb there now if people wanted to go visit? Yes, there's still a tomb now. And also, I think uh, the Israeli government also um, formed a friendly, uh, a friendship city with, uh, with the city of Shingo, uh, Japan. The book talks a little bit about the very strange Bermuda Triangle. What is that? Um, according to the book, uh, the Bermuda Triangle is actually a place in which 
uh, warp connects with the parallel universe. So the ships and planes were actually sucked into the parallel universe. It's like a portal, right? Like a portal, yes, like a portal. It actually, uh, in a sense, uh, explains a lot of the missing cases in David Polite's uh, Missing 411 cases. Oh, yeah. David comes on the show quite often. It's fascinating. What do you think of this story personally, Samuel? I believe that uh, given the uh, specific verifiable facts, and I think the stories are real, what happened uh, to Michel de Marquet uh, was really um, strikingly authentic. And uh, this book is a book that gives people inspiration and hope because it explains what life is about what we do in life, what, uh, what's the purpose of life. And also it gives people hope because there's, there's, um, there's future in life because after our physical, physical body dies, we, uh, we actually move on, our spiritual body moves down to another level if we, uh, if we learn how to behave, how to, how to grow ourselves spiritually. The book talks about ghosts, doesn't it? Yes, it explains what ghosts are. And, um, you know, uh, I come from China. There are a lot of people who believe in ghosts in China. Yeah. But uh, this book ex- explains in a more scientific way what ghosts are. They say, they say that the ghosts are actually made of electrons. And when a person dies, the astral, the astral body um, remains on Earth for about three days and then goes away. Um, so the astral body... 81% of the astral body goes away, and then the 19% of the astral body made of electrons remain on Earth until they're recycled by nature. So because of the static force of the electrons, the, the electrons resemble the shape or the appearance of the person who was alive at that time, uh, before. Um, and also electrons contain memories. So the ghosts frequently visit the places that they love or hated. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts.
or wherever you get your podcasts.